Hi, Gilba Mamas, it's Sivi here. So I just finished chatting with Ruthie Arkash. She was amazing. We were learning all about Chinese medicine and acupuncture. It was absolutely amazing. And it got me thinking about that difficulty sometimes, you know, figuring out if something is kosher or not. Um, a lot of times, like I have a friend who was a yoga teacher. And when she became from, when she was Jose Pichuva, she left it all behind because it was not kosher. The basis that she had learned about in yoga, the, the sources of where everything came from, was very not kosher in her mind. And her health has her health has suffered. I mean, she's she's gone through a lot of health problems. And I mentioned yoga to her once. And she said, oh, no, no, you don't even know this, Sivi. I was actually a yoga teacher and I left it behind because it's it's absolutely a Vodazara. And and I and I hear what she's saying. But on the other hand, there are people who have sort of kashered it, right? They've gone to Rabbanim and they've gotten a, a heksher, as it will be, for yoga. And it, it can be really hard to know what's, what are the sources? Is something okay to do? And I had mentioned Rav Daniel Katz in, in my talk with Ruthie. And I only met him just, just recently at the, at the Amuna Day in Yerushalayim, which was, again, so amazing. And I really love some of the things that he was saying about how Hashem sort of opening up the, the, the wisdom, like maybe this is my words, but the wellsprings of wisdom are pouring forth and we're seeing so much healing and knowledge and spiritual energy just bubbling up. I mean, 30 years ago, I, I did hear of acupuncture and I did know some people who were going for acupuncture treatments. Um, I don't think I even knew anyone who was doing yoga, maybe some very crunchy people. But these things are becoming a lot more mainstream today. And it's much easier to find somebody who's, who's practicing these sort of treatments in a very kosher way, in a very good way. And I think that it might, it might be worth asking your Rob if you're not sure. And you do kind of have to be careful though, because sometimes you might have a Rav who he himself hasn't been updated in the last 30, 40, or 50 years. And, and they may say something like, oh no, that's not kosher, right? So being a little bit careful, looking into things, seeing if maybe like, let's say yoga, right? So I had a disc from a wonderful lady and in the beginning of the disc, she explained um, her process of, I guess, kashering the yoga. And there was a heksher on the disc from a Rav um, who was somebody that I, you know, not, not just saying any person can call themselves a Rav, but it was somebody that I, that I looked into and I did trust. And, and we are seeing, we are seeing, a lot of healing that's happening from, from so many sources. So I think it's very important not to cut yourself off, like my friend did, right? Where she was a yoga teacher. So because she knew so much about that, 
she just had completely cut it out of her life, even though she was going through health problems and specifically the health problems that she was going through with her joints and, and the things she was having was specifically something that could be helped through yoga. And the, and the exercises that she was getting through her physical therapist were very similar to some of the things that one would do in yoga. However, she wouldn't, she wouldn't tap into any of the yoga that she knew so well because in her mind, it was completely unsure. It kind of reminds me of people who describe their journey as their Choser B'Tshuva, their Tshuva experience. And they say, well, because I was Jewish, I knew that Judaism was for sure not a good option. I knew that was for sure fake. So I didn't even look into Judaism because I knew being, being Jewish. But as we know that just growing up in like secular America, secular Western society, being Jewish does not mean you know Torah, does not mean you know anything about Judaism and, and what it means to be a Torah Jew. Just because, you know, that happens to be, you know, checkbox that you have, you don't know anything about it. So I would say that maybe some of these um, experiences and things that we might be learning about um, in our mind, we've just said, no, checkbox, I know that's not okay. And some of them might really not be okay. I'm not saying that anybody should start saying, oh, it's all good, and I'm going to go do whatever strange, you know, practices, because some of them really have not only roots in Avodah but are still using Avodah today. Like some of the yoga positions, since we mentioned yoga, um, their names might have to do with Avodah and because it's an Avodah that's still worshipped today, that could be problematic. So one of the ways around it is some people have changed the names, have maybe translated or used different names, right? Because you can say Baal, right? There were the worshipers of Baal. You can say that because nobody's worshiping Baal today, Baruch Hashem, because from what I've learned, it was very creepy. But people are worshiping like Yeshu. We say Notsriyazem, we say Yeshu. Again, everyone's different, but that's how I, that's our Masora, that's my Masora, that's how I've learned, is that if an idol is worshipped today in our days, so we don't use that name, right? So if I were to do yoga, I would prefer to, you, to learn with somebody or to do it with somebody who is not going to be using any of the names that were of Odazara. Now, I personally, I will hop onto YouTube and I'll find a couple minutes of stretching or yoga, um, whatever I seem to be in the mood of. And sometimes, you know, they do, a lot of people even on YouTube don't, don't use the names. Like child's pose is not an Avodazara name, right? But there are some that have to do with sun worship and, and other things, and they might be using the original name. So I do tend to sort of avoid those or avoid anything that's super, super spiritually, you know? But if it is, um, I let it go. I don't really do like, you know, the hands at the heart thing. I've heard that that could be a Vodazara. So I'll just put my hands together like this or like this or something. Um, that's personal. Again, that's just, this is what my sort of workaround. 
with that. Um, I don't think that anything that Ruthie mentioned even has a, a source in Avodah Zarah, though, because I, I know people who are from and have avoided all types of Chinese medicine and avoided all types of acupuncture. And I don't know, I mean, putting all your faith in medical doctors and medicine, some medicines are have roots in Chinese medicine originally, but they're not being given to a specific person for what they need. So they're maybe not being used the best way possible. But I mean, putting your faith in anything but Hashem obviously is a problem, right? So I would just say, don't, don't throw out, throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? Don't just say, okay, I want to avoid anything goyish, anything bad, anything of Zara, and I'm not even going to look to the left or the right because there's so much healing in the world that we have today. And there's, there's so many opportunities um, to learn and to help ourselves feel better. To, what is more kadosh than a mommy who feels good and she can take care of her family and take care of herself and serve Hashem with joy and vibrance and vitality. And I'm not saying, oh, wherever that come from, comes from, that's fine. Not wherever it comes from. But take a look at things, okay? Look into it. Do your digging, do your investigating, maybe ask somebody if you know someone who's into something like, let's say Chinese medicine, you can ask them, hey, you're from, you're Torah observant, you're into this thing that seems not okay to me. How do you balance that? And they may have something interesting to say. They may know something that you don't. They may not, but it's worth asking worth checking it out. Um, more and more though, I'm, I'm seeing Rabbanim, not just Rav Daniel Katz, as I've mentioned, but, and you can look him up. He's Daniel with, a, with an O, D-O, Daniel Katz. He's all over YouTube and everywhere. But other Rabbanim, I recently saw Rav who was speaking in Hebrew, an older Rav with a long beard. And he was also talking about the same types of things. And he was saying that most of these things that we consider alternative, you know, Chinese medicine and Indian and all kinds of alternative quote unquote therapies and practices have their roots in Torah. We've just lost it. We've lost these things over the years and Hashem is bringing them back to us. Baruch Hashem. It's really amazing and it's really exciting. So I'll leave you with that thought. And remember that I love you. And Hashem loves you, and you should have, you should have a great day. Goodbye.